Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On March 6th, 1995, Jonathan Schmitz was backstage on the taping of The Jenny Jones Show, eagerly waiting to go live. He has been told that someone was going to confess a secret crush on him on the show. What he didn't expect, however, was that the person confessing was his neighbor, Scott Amadur. Three days later, Scott Amadur was shot and murdered at his trailer. How did an inane TV segment end in a cold-blooded murder? Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know us. We're here every Monday with you with some uh, crime, some time. And I hope if you're listening to this while not working, you have some wine with you. If, oh, my you God. Know, that sounds I'm so good. Debating. Right now. It's four o'clock, but you know yeah. what? <laughs> it's 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 been a it's been the, that's the energy of this past month. It truly, I'm like my brain is fried, and at least our case is very. It's pretty cut and dry. There's no mystery involved. Exactly. There's no mystery, but there's so many head turnings and so yes. much like what the hell and w- who allowed what and the media has not changed. <laughs> Spoiler oh, alert. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Well, it's like crazy because I feel like even in in the post framing Britney Spears indictment of the media, mm. like the tabloids are doing the same shit just to different people. Same shit, different people at different varying degrees of notoriety, et cetera. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's very it's very weird to see like people disavow something and then at the same time, like still do that thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> super weird but i mean this well this case is really interesting because it is it is this reality tv i don't know does that count is like jerry springer reality tv i i almost weirdly want to call it tabloid tv i know what you mean because that's kind of what's going on here um but also because reality tv i would say reality tv are the people choosing to be on reality television you know what i mean sure these people (laughs) that is them signing a contract this is them coming on for God knows what. And I don't think they get paid. <laughs> That's the worst part is like, yeah. you get to be embarrassed on TV for free. I don't know why anyone would agree to that. No, truly. No, but today we're going to talk about this case that I think, again, somebody DM'd us. Is that right? Oh, no. Well, I just found this because I was listening to another podcast mentioning in passing. Not It wasn't even a true crime podcast. They were just like, oh my God, and do you remember that talk show murder? And I was like, what? We're like, hold up, what? What? So I Googled it and I I was like, guys, we need to cover this because this is insane. And I feel, I'm still shocked it doesn't get talked about as much as I feel like it almost should when like discussing the media and everything like that. Like it was just featured in a documentary on Netflix last year called Trial by Media. It's the first episode. We're talking about the Jenny Jones show. 
Yes. But wait, sidebar, because before we do that, I did want to talk about there was a reality TV murder. Do you remember the show? Okay, I'm going to this is I'm going to expose my literal lack of culture and just how how trashy I am. But okay, do you remember Rock of Love? Yes. Okay, so there was a a contestant on Rock of Love and her name was Megan and her like shtick. Well, first of all, all the girls were hot, so I don't really know like why she got special like hotness (laughs) status. But so they gave her a spinoff called like. Like, I don't know. I think the premise was like she wanted to be a trophy wife and like find a husband. So they gave her a spinoff. But Megan wants a millionaire. Yes. But it never aired because one of the contestants, I think, killed his wife. And oh. then also killed himself, like after the show oh, filmed, my but before God. it aired. So it made me think. This made me think of that as well. Wow. Yeah, okay, which that is might like be a, one we have to do down the line. Yeah, we have. We might have to talk about this reality show murder <laughs> because uh, really dark, really dark stuff. That is very dark. Um, but equally dark, I feel like is this case. Oh yeah. And the documentary almost, I don't know. I feel like at points it, it tried to seem like light and fun. Do you know what I, I have, mean? Yeah. I have critiques about the doc. I wonder if we get it. Cause it's also, I'm like, you guys are shitting on the media for talking about this while you're talking to the media about this. So. Yeah. I, I, I feel like my favorite part was how they pretty much shit talked. Uh, Jonathan's like, not, was it Jonathan or was it Warner's like defense attorney? I think oh, it was yeah. Warner media's defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Like I love how everybody should talk to that guy. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Do you want to start this time? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so... Because um, they're switching it up. We're switching <laughs> it up. All right, so we're talking about Scott Amador, and he was a 32-year-old Michigan resident uh, who met Jonathan Schmitz one day because Jonathan was outside fixing a neighbor's car. That neighbor was Donna and uh, was Jonathan's friend and cut to all three of these people winding up on the Jenny Jones show. They wound up on the Jenny Jones show because Scott applied for a segment on the Jenny Jones show all about secret crushes. So this show really this kind is of questionable. We, this is yeah, so questionable. Kind of what we were discussing at the top. So just a little background on the Jenny Jones show. Jenny Jones was this uh, comedian kind of going around doing the rounds. And then she landed herself a daytime talk show. And the daytime talk show started out, she kind of wanted to be like the new Oprah. She really was trying to kind I of did. like... Yeah, she was really trying to do like kind of the tackling, like informative topics that Oprah, if, if you're yeah, kind of the Oprah I feel like show. she was, I feel like she was trying to be Oprah and like Martha Stewart because she would like cook. Yes. And she would so have interviews. Trying to like, you know, the lighthearted, nice stuff that you kind of grow to just understand is daytime TV. But the ratings were not reflecting anyone caring about that. No. Nope. So the There's producers. No no Oprah. No, no, no one could be Oprah. No one can be. Uh, so the talk show, Jenny and the producers, they made some pivots to try to improve the ratings. Uh, so she went on the complete like flip side of Oprah, I would say. Truly. Uh, <laughs> oh. Sort of became, if y'all ever called out sick, for, or you didn't call it sick from school. If you stayed <laughs> home sick from school and you watched the Jerry Springer show or Maury, which was my daytime at home TV, uh, it is kind of like ambush television yes. where at least one party doesn't totally know what the hell they're doing on TV or what is going to happen to them once they are on the TV. Which is wild to me. It's so um, insane. It's also something that would not 
I don't think would fly now. Probably is not. Is Jerry Springer still on? He is actually. I don't know what. The, or is he just like what... syndicated all the time? Because I will definitely be at the gym and like see this shit and be like. You want to know what's so funny? I think he's on. And also now that you mentioned it, his bodyguard has or his security guard has a talk show now too. What is it called? It's just uh, Jerry. That is absurd. I think it's kind of like the same. Oh, the Steve Wilco show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Like so, uh, mind blowing to me that I just feel like the allure of just being on TV, on TV. for negative or positive reasons is still so strong. And it's interesting because that's what Scott's brother on the documentary was saying, kind of like that. Yeah. Scott definitely wanted to be on TV, not uh, just which is a fair thing that you, people want to be, uh, but kind of with this ambush television, people would come on as the classic like paternity test, argue with the family, reveals about kids. They had makeovers, all this kind of stuff. And one of the segments, the segment that we're going to be talking about, was called Same Sex Secret Crush. Mm-hmm. And people no. would come on and confess who they were crushing on. Jenny Jones, I feel like she even announced it. She's like, would you leave a little note or would you bring them on national TV? And of She course, did say that. And it's like, well, if we're leaving notes, this is not a segment. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and also we'll get into notes the later notes. Uh, so in this segment, Same Sex Secret Crush, Scott, who is a gay man, applied for it and was chosen. So he went to confess his crush on his neighbor, Jonathan. So basically, they were both on the show with also Donna. Jonathan was backstage with no knowledge who his secret admirer was. And I think he had like headphones on so he couldn't hear what was going on. Yeah, so he couldn't hear. So while Jonathan was backstage, they also the producers also told him could be a man, could be a woman. No, if you want to come I on. I don't think they told him. Did they tell him that? Because I know that Jenny said that kind of. Well, like I know the to, producers always said that too. Did they? Okay. I didn't yeah. see that, but I did see like, she said that on camera to kind of clue the audience into what was going to happen. Um, I know. Well, I know um, when one of the producers was on trial, she kept on saying that. So either she lied under oath, which could have been, but I think it's okay. kind of one of those things. I think he also probably assumed I'm a heterosexual man. The, the crush will be a woman. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, too. totally. And um, so while he was backstage with the headphones on, uh, Scott was on stage with Donna kind of talking through what his fantasy would be to Jonathan. Hammocks involved, whipped creams involved, a lot of all that. Which is just honestly like creepy to like say on national TV. On national TV. And it's like an unwitting participant. Well, here's also the interesting thing too, because Scott was a fan of the Jenny Jones show. So he knew the outlandishness that did well on it too. I feel probably Mm -hmm. came into factor with it. Mm -hmm. So he knew how to get the audience like riled up. Riled up. Yeah. So Jonathan then came out on stage and uh, hugged both Donna and Scott very awkwardly. Um, and then he, they were, uh, Jenny was like, do you know which one the crush is cut to then she announced that it was Scott. And the first thing that Jonathan said was you lied to me, which I thought was really huh. interesting. I was not sure what that meant. Cause I didn't know if that was to Donna or to the producers or anything or, or Scott, like, or, did yeah. he say like, bro, is it you? And Scott was like, no, like, I have no idea. I know I'm pretty like, and he definitely seemed to be in a state of just like, what the hell is happening? Yes. Also cringy thing. They, the uh, video we talked about of Scott describing what he'd want to do to Jonathan. 
they played that back to him after the reveal and it just got so awkward. That is so uncomfortable. I will say what, I mean, again, maybe I'm just not good at reading people's body language, which is like a hundred percent possible. But (laughs) I thought that Jonathan seemed to take it okay in the moment. Like, I thought he, I he thought was not so thrilled too. that hug was completely stiff, like he was stiff as a board. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like he seemed to take it okay. Like he was smiling, even if it was like a very awkward smile, but he wasn't like blowing was up. Yeah. And that's yeah, so it's and so exactly this is where the issue was. Jonathan, like we said, is not gay. So the whole thing was very just like, why are what is this what is this crush even for? And uh, even um, Scott even said, like, oh, maybe he was questioning type of thing. It's like, why is this happening on TV? Who greenlit this? And, uh, like, it was just very uncomfortable. Apparently, though, they all was good-natured, as reported, and the three of them even hung out after the show, too. So this show taped March 6, 1995, and here is where it gets to the aftermath of the Jenny yeah. Jones show. Yeah, otherwise this would just be us bullshitting about bad shows, which hey, we <laughs> yeah. can do. Let us we know can... if we should just, you know, completely change the show. <laughs> just talk rock of love. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's my dream. I mean, here we are. So the show taped on March 6, 1995. Three days after that, Jonathan went to the bank, bought a gun, bought ammo. And on that same day, Scott was killed. And what happened was Jonathan went to Scott's home kind of was confused at first and then scott even motioned to his roommate saying uh uh, help me help me he has a gun picked up a wicker chair to try to defend himself but was shot twice in the chest jonathan immediately after doing this went to a payphone called 911 and confessed to the crime he said i i think i just shot someone and then he said i killed a man i killed scott because i was embarrassed on national television In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. So then the case went to trial and, okay, here's the thing. The Netflix documentary was like, this was a huge trial. I never heard of it, but also I was eight, but still. Exactly. I'm like, whatever, you know, I feel like the OJ trial happened in like the 90s and and we heard about that. But allegedly it was a huge trial um, and there were some interesting revelations that came out during the trial. So um, number one being that apparently like Scott wrote this explicit note to Jonathan and delivered delivered it to his house the morning that Jonathan killed him. And. Okay, I don't know. The thing is, I'm just like, this is creepy. <laughs> it was because it was the note. It had the um, like a like flashers that you have on the side of the road type of thing. You know what I mean? Like when there's like a hazard and you have to drive around it. The note had like a, well, a flashlight. The a note light. was attached to that because it said you have the tool that could put this light out. Yeah. I don't know. Donna said that it was a joke, but I'm kind of like, seems like one of those things where like, it's a joke if you're not into it. Yeah. And also it's one of the things where it's a joke, but then it's like, you just did the joke on TV. Do you need the joke? again? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you already know how the guy feels, but I mean, of course not a justification for murder. I'm just saying that that's crazy. And it was interesting. Yeah. So the defense argued that Jonathan suffered from manic depression and Graves disease. Yeah. And that kind of like interested me when he, that was kind of used to the defense. Cause from what I know about Graves disease, cause I know people who have it as well. Like you, it's kind of like has like, there's eye issues, weight loss and you can't, you, there is nervousness and anxiety that can come with it. And I'm sure back then it wasn't treated as well now, but I know a lot of it was kind of more with like, a high blood pressure and like some things like that. Not I've never, but like, I've never really seen it being used in a court of law to this level. It seems like a stretch. Like, Oh, I'm going to kill yeah. my husband for cheating on me and then be like, well, you know, I have genetically high cholesterol, um, not in control of my actions, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the bigger issue and the bigger focus was that Jonathan's lawyer really just tried to use essentially a gay panic defense to get him off the hook um, which is, I mean, a gay panic defense is apparently still a thing. I also feel like there is a trans panic defense, which mm -hmm. has also come up in the national conversation and also is completely fucked up and not a thing. Um, but basically the gay panic defense kind of attempts to legitimize and excuse violent and sometimes lethal behavior against members of the LGBTQ plus community. And the lawyer basically said that the nature of the note and Scott's homosexuality was enough to send Jonathan into a panic and kill him, um, which they had this expert from. I think it was Glad on the yeah the or um the uh, I think it's like the Center of Lesbian Rights. She uh, well either way, I mean that person was yeah. just really on point and being like, this is complete bullshit. Well, I loved her POV where she was like, so in that's like saying anytime a woman gets catcalled or hit on and does not want to have. Uh, sexual relations with the Seriously. person doing it. Does she have the right to? Yeah, literally. I can kill every guy who sit on me who I haven't liked back. Let me know if so, because I have a list. Right, exactly. to make. Yeah. No, but 
it's completely like just outrageous. Um, and I mean, obviously because Jonathan confessed immediately after, I mean, there was no question of if he did it or not. The real question was if it was first degree premeditated murder Mm -hmm. or if it was second degree murder, like kind of the heat of passion, just not premeditated thing. Um, we have some thoughts that we'll discuss after, but here's what the lawyers argued. I mean, Jonathan's attorney argued that Scott had pushed him to his breaking point. And that was when Jonathan confronted him in the house with the gun. And he also argued that Jonathan didn't go in shooting, but a witness said that like he went in with the gun, Scott picked up a chair and started to throw it. And that's when Jonathan snapped gun versus chair. Um, right, right. I mean, two points about that. Number one, if someone came into my house with a gun, um, you best believe I would be picking up anything I could. Yeah. But the other thing is that according to Lori Brazier, who was a reporter for the Detroit Free Press, who was in this documentary, um, it was a wicker chair. Which, it, it weighs like a like you could probably pick it up with your pinky like true. The wind would blow that. Yeah. So, I mean, I. OK, I mean, I, I don't think it gets any more premeditated than going to the bank, buying a gun, buying ammunition and driving to someone's house. Well, that's what my confusion was, too. I'm like, no, this wasn't him just because it, 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 it would be the you would be able to argue the that if Scott went to Jonathan's house and then was kind of like, you know what I mean? Making advances right. in that regard, that would be you're flustered. You don't know what to do. Cut to not driving right to his door, knocking on his door with a gun and shooting him two times. Right. A gun that you had to buy like that day. And even the woman who um, he bought the ammo from was testifying, being like, yeah, he seemed like it was just level-headed and normal yet and all this stuff too. So it wasn't like he was like very stressed out buying it. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I wonder if it was kind of a product of the time because mm. Jonathan did ended up being found guilty of second degree murder, which is not premeditated. And I wonder if the jury did to an extent buy this gay panic defense. And I hope that a jury would not believe that today. I know. I think without a doubt, they definitely were swayed by that because it just kind of was like people making sense. Cause also this was at the height of when it was like, just kind of like coming after a lot of conversations where it's like, you still had people negatively looking at that and still happens today, but more so being used in the court of law. Now the gay and the trans panic defense, it's, banned in eight states shockingly i think we can all guess which eight states they are they're all a little hmm. <laughs> up north you know what i mean uh but it's still but i think it's also now um that kind of gets is more easily thrown out like even in like hmm. uh like uh texas and places like that uh lean more conservatively they're also kind of just being like this is not really worth uh using as a debate because it can be so <laughs> fought back i mean and also i i just feel like there are so many like LGBTQ people who are killed. Yeah. Like there is of course like a real fear about coming out because of the risk of violence that like you can't legitimize this defense. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it, it's true and also cuz it's truly the um LGBTQ expert on the documentary really summed it up so it's like so if anybody flirts with anybody and you're not into that person. Yeah. That's basically what this A lot of people are going to be dead. <laughs> let's say let's say that. We're going to be left with Twinkies and cockroaches on this motherfucking planet if that happens. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Jonathan was found guilty, like I just said, sorry, guys, about of second degree murder. He was sentenced to 25 to 50 years with the possibility of parole. 
And actually, in August 2017, he was released from prison on parole and he, he didn't mm-hmm. do the documentary. And he has not had contact with Scott's family, obviously. But I mean, he did serve his he Time. served what, like less than 10 or 20 years. Wow. Math. Yeah. That was rough. He served. Yeah. Like about 20 years, maybe a little years. less. Yeah. And I know I tried to check out what he's doing. I think he just lives at his family house. Just. And there, there was just one footage of him in the documentary with him being released. Just no answers. Jenny Jones also did not participate in the documentary yeah. at all either. The shocking thing too, we'll get into a lawsuit that comes after this from Scott's family. But the crazy thing is too, the show was not canceled after this. This is what I cannot believe. Like that episode never aired, but the show went on until 2003. So <laughs> six years after that. Oh my God, this is like my rock of love era. Like this could have been Truly. airing at the same time. I got to fact check that. But that's what's almost mind blowing to me is like, I mean, not almost mind blowing. It is. They didn't cancel the show. Mm-mm. I mean, it makes sense that it never aired. Like, of course, but I, I I don't know. Like, I hope they at least stop doing the secret crush segment, but even know, that's not good enough. Right. And it was interesting too, because so many times the producers and Jenny and then I would kind of be like, well, we didn't really do anything bad with our show with this, but then they're like, then why didn't you air the episode? If you obviously, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of catching them with mm. that. And it was very interesting. I don't also think, cause I wanted to see what Jenny has been up to. She had a YouTube channel for a little bit, but then has not done anything. Yikes in a long while but she had like over a million followers so i guess uh jeez some people followed her there. she cooked food so yeah i mean it's just interesting because i i read this really good book about the bachelor and like all the manipulation that goes on Mm -hmm. there and i just feel like tv producers are able to i mean their whole job is to just push people's buttons and manipulate them like it's interesting because I I almost kind of I think in a civil suit they should have given his family money um but in a in a criminal case it's to it's almost like admitting that the show would be at fault would in a way be like legitimizing a gay panic defense so I see the like problematic aspects of it. It it because that it, I know it is the hard thing where it's kind of like they still it's sort of like the provoking from the show could be one thing where it's sort of like, why do you have this segment? Well, we did that, but like, you can't really have that be the cause for the effect that it wound up happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the segment is super problematic, but I feel so, like, oh sh- I mean, they should have just settled. Like it's almost kind of gross that they didn't, you know? Yeah. So here's what we're getting into with the oh, civil yeah, lawsuit. So after, <laughs> <Jumping ahead. laughs> so after Jonathan was convicted, Scott's family, as they should have sued the Jenny Jones show, Warner Brothers and Telepictures for negligence, which they did believe ultimately caused Scott's death. It does seem like maybe they didn't do any proper like vetting of anyone to make sure that they I don't know. Well, I like mean, you're putting I'll... people on you're, you're literally ambushing people on TV. I mean, I know on The Bachelor they do like allegedly rigorous like psychological evaluations because i mean that's also the thing because i know scott i mean um jonathan's lawyer argued that he was depressed had anxiety and stuff like that which could have been red flags for having him do the segment who knows but if they did check that out jenny even said that he didn't even have him sign a contract what which is so insane so scott's lawyer argued that the show created an unpredictable environment without any consideration to the repercussions i mean 
it did. I feel like that is true. Like that, that's, that's, I mean, just... that's what it was predicated on, you know? And I, I, they obviously didn't, even if they did like a little, like it could be a man or a woman, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like mm-hmm. they obviously didn't really do any sort of real expectation setting. Exactly. And here is kind of an interesting uh, twist that went on. One of Scott's acquaintances testified at the trial that Scott and Jonathan did sleep together. Donna said that didn't happen. I mean, it's also the hard thing, too, where it's like, no one's going to fucking know, but it's like, I don't think Jonathan would have come out and said anything, but also I could imagine if people making stuff up to kind of just go along with this. Who knows? One of the producers testified that Scott did tell him uh, that he and Jonathan slow danced and kissed at Donna's house. Uh, Scott, uh, Scott also said on the show that his family was like, Jonathan's family might have been questioning. Who knows if that was true or not. Uh, Scott's mom said that they went out after the show and had an affair, but Jonathan's defense lawyer also claimed nothing happened. So I, I mean, kind it of, happened or it didn't. You can't kill someone. Exactly. And also it's like, did the he say, he say, he say, in this case, it's just kind of like... Uh, just going back and forth. But yeah, the end result, no matter what happened, should not have been what happened. No. So here's, here's kind of the roller coaster of this. The jury awarded Scott's family over $29 million in 1999. That's a woo, but it was later overturned because TV, BTV. They appealed it. Yeah, that, that one lawyer, man, he was, he was a trip. He, ooh, yeah. He was a real character. Like he was honestly like better call Saul, but if he was yes. not just like a slimy personal injury attorney, really, really much <laughs> that energy. I know. And it is insane too with this entire case. Cause I mean, like I don't know, Jenny obviously didn't comment on it then and probably never will, but I feel girl don't seem to have that much remorse for anything. Not saying that she is to blame, but kind of she set a lot of precedent and did a lot of crazy segments on her time. I mean, I feel like, you are to blame in a sense if you like set the show, if you if you made the show that kind of set these events into motion, like I think you should. F- I, I mean, who knows what she feels in her own private life? Like she, she I'm sure she feels like guilty. I hope unless she's oh, like, like I hope. Yeah, exactly. a complete like, you know, emotionless robot. Um, oh, man, it's just it's just weird. Like this style of TV, this whole segment seems like homophobic from the start. Oh yeah. And it's kind of just like playing into it too. Cause it's like, why would you have someone that you know is straight be the crush that gets revealed? Yeah. Nah. And I know cause and that was Jenny pushed nobody, but cause I know she had so many things with like, um, loved having the like club scene kids always talking about like, drugs and sex that they were having as kids. So she really just kind of always was pushing insane envelopes for not to raise the informative awareness that St. Oprah would do, but just for the shock value of it. And TV like this still happens today. And like Sarah says yeah. now, it's kind of the reality stars also getting in on it to themselves. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it does still happen today. I mean, Dr. Phil comes to mind, but he, I know like invites people on the show, but he still invites people on the show to kind of make a spectacle out of them. Oh, he, oh, I, I think he really. Like he's not ambushing it. people in the same way, but he invites like two powder kegs on the show. Mm-hmm. And as um, Penny Hearts and Happy Endings once said, it's a PhD. Everybody calm down in regards to Dr. Phil. Wait. <laughs> That's always up to that because I love that. 
What does that mean? Like he's not a medical doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Which I just love. Happy Endings uh, is such a fun show. If you guys need a palate cleanser after this uh, sad murder episode, I do definitely wait, recommend I Happy Endings. I didn't even know that. I thought he was like a psychologist or something. Well, psych- um, psychiatrist is medical. Psychologist is, well, no, it's a, I know it's definitely a PhD. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you that in school, kids. They do not teach they you that. They do not. Oh my God. Who school. can we trust? All we have is Dr. Mm. Oz, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. We have Dr. Wendy Asofa, but I guess yes, she also has a PhD. Wendy, so. Okay. Thank God. Yeah, but she's not a medical doctor either. No. So we but are. But she doesn't uh, purport to be. Dr. Jackie, married to medicine. Here we go. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Dr. Jackie is a real one. She is real. She delivered Candy's baby. <laughs> the best. I think we're going to play a game of our own. Hello. So today I am taking a page out of the Jenny Jones show and ambushing the both of you by testing your friendship. Oh, (laughs) we're going to play a game called, do you know me at all? Oh my my God. God. I love that. Okay. I'm going to ask you questions about each other and test just how well, you really know each other. Okay, guys, no pressure, but this could be the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you did not think through the, the, the potential oh, ramifications. No, <laughs> so get some pen and paper to make sure you can't change your answers. Okay, hold on. So I'm going to ask you both a question about one of you. You will write down your answers and then we will compare what your answers are. If the other person gets it right, they get a point. If they don't, the friendship is over. Okay, here we go. First up, <laughs> which MLM is Danny most likely to join? Oh. He's like, which am I? I know. I'm tra- <laughs> um, oh. oh, wait. Um, oh, this is hard. Is- would that be the one I do? I probably would. I, I love that Sarah knew immediately. I know. Now it's making me worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. Tell us your answer first. LuLaRoe. Ah! Nice. Yes. Well done. I was like, well Danny, done. he wants the cult with the robes and he's going to join the leggings MLM. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next up. What is Sarah's all-time favorite true crime documentary? Shit, I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh is it... Um... I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it. Also, if you if you name the case, that that'll be that'll be good enough. I'm blanking yeah. on every single part of this. Um, okay. Wait, let me wait. Let me do. Oh, let me do a different one then. Um, okay. Let me do. Okay. I. I like that I'm thinking about it. Like Jorge is going to know the answer, but I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting that the, you can get this wrong. What, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I, okay. yeah. I don't even know. I don't I know, really I don't, know what my favorite one is, but I'll I just I do the know. one that comes to mind. Okay. All right, Sarah, what is the answer? I said the jinx because there's no ending oh, like it. What, that's true. Danny, what did you say? I said the one, that, the one we did with Kate Casey that was kind of in Spanish. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate you for that. Uh, what was that one? Uh, who killed Maria Marta? I, yes. I blocked it out of my memory. Because that so one has terrible. memories with us. Uh, horrible. <laughs> well, Danny, you are not on the board. That is too bad. <laughs> All right, next up, Sarah, what is Danny's favorite cocktail? Um, okay. 
This is hard. I have like two. Write them both down. If Sarah gets okay. one of them, that's good enough. Okay. All okay. right, Danny. What is the answer? Uh, margarita or dirty martini? Ooh, I had margarita or Pinot Noir. <laughs> Ooh, I was I was, was going to ask if wine was a cocktail because that would be my real answer. Yes. Well done, Sarah. All right. Next up, Danny. What is Sarah's zodiac sign? You were going to say sodium intake. <laughs> Too high. Thank you. We've discussed my cholesterol already. Oh, I, I need to. I do know <laughs> zodiac sign. I'm so bad because I know when your birthday is, but I think this is the sign that it is. Uh, Libra. You are so right. Yes. Well done, Danny, on Woo. the board. Okay. Sarah, what is Danny's most watched movie of all time? I have truly no idea. I Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, Danny, what do we got? The Way We Were. Oh, I wrote <laughs> Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do love that movie. I do love that movie a lot. What is that movie, Danny? I've never heard of the it. The Way We Were? Have you, Sarah? No. Oh, <laughs> Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. It's when she oh. goes, "Your girl is lovely, Hubble." Evergreen, the what? song. I'm. Am I? Is is the Zoom off? Why is no one responding? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, I do not know that one. Wow, so, uh, Danny. I think you might be the only person who's ever watched that movie. <laughs> Born after the eighties. <80s. laughs> <laughs> it did come out of the six. Oh, it's so so good. Oh my god. Anyone who's listening is watching is crying right now. Love soft as an easy chair. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Danny. You need a movie what night. is Sarah's go-to late night snack? <laughs> oh, um. I mean, I don't know if this is because um, that just sponsors them sometimes, but I put uh, Skinny Pop. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Sarah? It's actually just peanut butter, like a spoonful oh! of peanut butter. <laughs> That's classic late night snack. That is so good. good. Uh, <laughs> I was going to put cookies because you've been posting cookies a lot lately, but I didn't uh, know that Yes, was. cookies are also good. What cookies are you working with? Some Oreos, chips? No, she could like... I've been like just there's a bunch of local bakers in Astoria that I've been like getting stuff from. So shouts out to my girl at for love and lemon cookies. Oh, she makes ooh. these like lemon curd cookies that are gluten free and um, I think dairy free. They're really good. Shout out. Yeah. Astoria. Yeah. Go get some cookies. OK, next up. What is Danny's favorite trashy reality show? Where do we start? I mean, I mean, <laughs> Okay, trashy. <laughs> like these women give us their lives and that's how right? we pay them. That's how we honor them. <laughs> by trashing on yes, them. Yes, by Danny. calling them trash. <laughs> okay. All right, Danny, what do we got? I put New York. I just put Real Housewives. Okay, yeah. Real, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That, that counts, that counts. Well done, well done. Well Woo. Done. Yeah, I feel like that, the franchise would be like extra credit. That'd be a lot. That'd be hard. And it also switches every year. True. <laughs> now it's Beverly Hills. Yes. Actually, but still, it's still New York. I do love New York the most. Well, and with with these Housewives franchises, now you're getting the best of both worlds, right? Because they're all sort of embroiled in frauds and crimes. And you're cases. getting a lot of scam. It's good. It's a true crime series now. It is good. I literally <laughs> was like bringing this up multiple times to someone who was just like laughing at me because we were talking about some kind of like scheme some sort of like lead generating scheme and i was like oh well yeah that's like exactly what jen shaw did and they were like we're talking about real like legal issues could you <laughs> and also you're like these are real legal issues no seriously the feds are involved literally all right last up danny oh, 
This is it. What is the one unsolved mystery that Sarah will actually solve one day? Ooh. Oh, well, I think this one. All right, Danny, what did you say? I put Maura Murray. Oh, damn. I mean, I put Lauren Spear. Oh, I was going to put her, but I was like, we just. Oh, I was so between the two. Damn it. Okay. Well, Sarah, you are the winner of Do You Know Me At All? (laughs) You do know Danny, but it seems like Danny doesn't know you at all. You got one question right. Um, I got Libra. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And uh, you know what? (laughs) That's because I know when the birthday is. We're partying. Oh, I was so torn because I was like, oh. The more I want, I feel is more close to your heart, but I guess not. They're both. They're both very close. I don't. I actually don't think I would solve the Lauren Spear case because I, I, you know, in, in journalism school, but like I fucking hate bothering people, and I think the only way to crack this case would be to like <laughs> really just try to work your way towards the inner circle of her friends. And that's true. I don't have the like. I don't know. I, I'm too self conscious to ever do that. So you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was so fun. Thanks oh, for that was fun. Absolutely. This was fun. And we'll see if there's an episode next week. I know. See me doing. <laughs> we'll go <laughs> out for margaritas and Pinot Noir. Yes. Oh my god. And I'll bring a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> creamy or crunchy? I kind of trade off, but now I'm in a creamy mood. <laughs> okay. I'm a crunch. I feel like when you go through peanut butter like I do, which is honestly slightly alarming, it's like I can't I have to switch it up every so often. <laughs> But if you guys want to message me about peanut butter or I don't know, the Lauren Spear case, you can follow us on Instagram and not another true crime. Yeah. Talk to her about the jinx, her new favorite documentary. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Everyone asks me what my favorite one is. And it's like, I don't have a favorite. There's just so many different I, ones. To I, recommend. I have a lot of least favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to I actually think murder on middle beach is like a sleeper favorite because it really <gasps> has like all of my weird interests like it has pyramid the schemes, way has I a murder. murder on middle beach next to ah, to have a point but other than that um yeah follow us on instagram rate review subscribe join our facebook group not another true crime group follow me on instagram at cashmere danny cashmere with a k follow me and message me about peanut butter it's Sarah <laughs> the meme <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back next week Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.